<laughs> hey! <Yeah>. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's good. Thank you. So, this episode is going to be a little different. I had plans this weekend to record an episode, and they kind of fell through at the last minute. And I don't have anything else ready to go. So I'm just going to talk to you by myself. I haven't talked much on this podcast about the Patreon account. I'm not sure that I talked about it at all. It comes up a little bit through the Chicken Broccoli podcast. But I always try to keep these more focused on the actual guest so I guess I can use this opportunity to talk about that a little bit and thank you guys that have been helping support this I know that the Patreon launched back in January and for some of you that have just donated every month since then even if it's just a dollar it's August so that's a total of eight dollars that you've donated doesn't sound like a lot but as we've talked about on the chicken and broccoli podcast it's not about the money it's about just letting me know that you're interested enough and interested enough in what i'm doing to at least let me know that you're paying attention to it uh, megan and joni are still carrying this thing i really appreciate what you guys do with those massive $20 donations every month. But also thanks to Paige and Dana and Billy for helping out above the $1 mark as well. But I don't want to leave anybody out. This doesn't seem right. So Kylie and David, Victoria, Tim, and Morgan... Even though half of you guys are involved in this somehow. Still, thanks for the donations. Thanks for helping out. All the shit that we've been doing costs me about 45 bucks a month now. Just for all the stuff to run and to post. So, it's definitely helpful. Every little bit helps. It's nice that I'm not having to pay to host the stuff out of my own pocket. It just about breaks even. And I'll give a special shout out to Tim. If anybody, if any of you guys follow the YouTube channel, Tim did the music intro, the guitar part for the YouTube channel. And hopefully, if we step up the production value on some of this stuff, I want to get people more involved if they want to help out with stuff. One of the things that I've learned since starting this is how hard it is to get people to listen to it. And I knew it would be hard to get random outsiders or strangers to listen to it, but I never thought it would be this hard to get my actual friends and friends of friends to listen to it. But I know some people don't listen to podcasts at all. And it's one of those annoying things where it's like, yeah, everybody 
has a podcast. Everybody runs a podcast now. And I get that. But the hope is that there's something here. Whether it's on my podcast or the Chicken Broccoli podcast or the broken, I'm sorry, Morgan, this controller is broken podcast that you don't think that you can find somewhere else. Uh, so I appreciate anything that y'all do. If it's reposting links or just telling your friends, hey, check it out. Every little bit like that helps. The last episode that I did on this podcast with Joni was downloaded five times more than the previous bestseller. And I know that that's a small community and I'm willing to bet that, you know, with the gossip and the drama, that that is what got the listen count so high. But hopefully some of those hundreds of new people that came to the show will stick around. And that's really the only way that this thing can grow. I know throughout the different shows that we do, I've been complaining more about having so much shit to do. And I don't mean for it to sound like a complaint, but I mean, it is a complaint. I never realized how much effort this shit would take. I don't want to stop doing or stop pursuing certain avenues that we started experimenting with, but running multiple different things through multiple different channels gets pretty difficult. My hope is that something will kind of catch and take off. But with that said, if there's something that you want to do, something that you've always thought, you know, I want to start a YouTube channel about whatever type of content that it might be, or you have an idea for a podcast or a short film or whatever. Like I want you guys to message me or post about it. Not that you want to do your own thing. So I want to take advantage of you and like, Oh, this dude's going to make it big. So I'm going to bring him in under my wing. Just if you don't know how to do it or you need help doing it or something that takes more than one person, I'm totally open to doing any kind of different shit. That's something that you believe in. Aside from that, if you want to be on the podcast or you have someone that you would like me to talk to, please send me those ideas or suggestions or tell the person that you think I should talk to, to contact me. Or if it's you just tell me I had no, I mean, I left this week's episode to the last minute and then when it fell through, I mean, that's my fault. I should always have backups and that's where I'd like to get. I don't want to rely on having to do one every other week on a Sunday so I can post it on a Sunday, which is what I tried to do this week. 
if there's something that you want to talk about, tell me that you want to talk about it and we'll figure out a time to do an episode. Um, it's also been really difficult finding people that want to come on a podcast and talk, which I've been very surprised by. I have a lot of very outspoken friends on Facebook that will say the most wild, extreme shit to like a news station Facebook page where they'll just go in and stir the pot and you know because they're people I interact with I see the stuff that they're posting and like I want to know why they posted it I want to know what their thoughts were and why they think that way but when I've approached most of these people they don't want to talk about it they're totally fine ranting in an open forum like Facebook, but they seem to shy away from having a conversation about it on a podcast. With all that being said, if you're not somebody who listens to all the shows or all the content, if you don't know that there's a Patreon page, you can just Google Trouble Helix Podcast Patreon. It'll pop up or... Just go to patreon.com slash the Troubled Helix Podcast Network. It's pretty simple. If you have questions that you'd like to ask, that's kind of where we try to pull all our questions from. So the minimum tier is just a dollar. You give us a dollar a month, you can blast us with whatever questions that you want for whatever show you want, and we always address them. I'll get into the question this week. I believe that the question was meant for the Chicken Broccoli podcast, but I'm just going to answer it myself here because I need something to talk about. And I don't think that, well, Mike and David would be qualified to answer this question, but it's probably not a question that they've had to answer or think about in years so I'm just going to take care of it here there is a little bit of a issue with this question it comes from Joni but it says asking a question for a friend the correct thing to do would have been to tell your friend to join the Patreon page at patreon.com slash the troubled helix podcast network and give us a dollar and then she could ask her question i think that i'm going to outlaw asking questions for a friend you could have just left that out and not told me that you were asking the question for a friend and i know who the friend is so it's kind of like a slap in the face it's kind of an insult I think that you owe me an extra dollar for this month. So $21 for August. What are your thoughts on guys ghosting a girl? Everything seems great, then out of nowhere they disappear. Please talk about the whys or different scenarios that could be 
contributing to this behavior. This is a simple question to answer, but the reason for the answer could be almost infinite. So the reason that he's ghosting you is just because he doesn't like you enough to keep talking to you. The reason why he doesn't like you enough could have, I mean, like infinite. There's infinite reasons. He could have a girlfriend. He could be testing the waters with you to see if he wants to leave his girlfriend. He could not know you and he's just getting to know you and then he realizes that he doesn't like you so many different possibilities but you want to know the different scenarios that could be contributing to this behavior so i don't know if you friend wrote this if these are your words or if they were translated through Joni, that confusion could have been alleviated by you joining the Patreon and you asking the question. But I'm going to pretend that these were your words, exactly. Because the words that people use and the words that people pick have a meaning. So everything seems great, then out of nowhere they disappear. You use the word seems. Everything seems great. Not everything is great. You're not confident that things were great. They seem like they were great. They seem like they were great because the dude is making you seem like they're great. He's doing that for a reason. He's doing that on purpose. He's building a scenario in your mind that things seem great because if things seem great you're going to sleep with them and if you're going to sleep with them for him things are great you're younger you're dealing with younger dudes and by younger dudes you could probably count most dudes under 35 Maybe it's a good percentage of late 20s, early 30s dudes that have started to transition from that early 20 dude mindset into that late 30 dude mindset. But that's going to happen for different dudes at different times to different varying degrees. So first of all, what type of dude are you trying to attract? That's going to depend on how that type of dude treats you and what that type of dude is looking for. If he's looking for someone to just hook up with and you play the role of being someone that is okay with just hooking up with this dude, even though you're actually looking for a long-term boyfriend, 
he's going to take the path of least resistance. Oh, she's just looking to hook up. I'm just looking to hook up. There's no commitment there. If you sleep with a dude a couple times, even if you date a dude, what, two, you go on two or three dates, that dude doesn't owe you an explanation as to why he just disappeared. That You could be talking a week. You could be talking two weeks. I got friends that have been married for 20 years. That's a long time. Two weeks, a month, three months, six months. I think at, you know, three to six months, you, depending on the seriousness of the relationship, you may be qualified for a reason as to what's going on. But also, the seriousness of the relationship isn't necessarily seen the same from his point of view and your point of view. And if you don't have those conversations and talk about that stuff, you're never going to know how each other is feeling about this stuff. And if you're saying, well, I've never had those conversations, that's a big part of the problem. If you have tried to have those conversations with the dude, but the dude wasn't trying to have them, if you're looking for a boyfriend, that's not the right dude for you to be dating. If you're happy just hooking up with these dudes or this dude, you have to let it go. You can't be mad at a casual hookup. Even if you're casually hooking up for a month or two, if the dude bails on you and if you're not having the conversation with him about the relationship or about what he's looking for, then it's, you're kind of just lying to yourself. I think on the other side of that, if you're constantly asking him what's up with our relationship or do you see our relationship going? Do you want to be my boyfriend? Do you want to move in together? What do you see for our future? That's why he's ghosting you, right? So it could be either one. It could be that you're not having the conversation or that you're always having the conversation. Both of those are equally as bad the dude is probably gonna leave you faster the more that you annoy him about where the relationship is going if you have to ask someone that often where the relationship is going the answer is that the relationship isn't going anywhere so just stop asking about it if you're not asking then you can't be upset when you don't know what's going on. So you got to find that middle ground. And what sucks is that that middle ground is going to be different for every single relationship that you get in because everybody's different. And that's why I say there's a million reasons why dudes could 
be ghosting you. You could be the nicest, sweetest girl to this dude. You could be a perfect girlfriend to like my standards. I could think that you would be a perfect girlfriend for me. But he may hate that. He may think that overbearing, that he may think that sweetness is overbearing. He may think that you being nice is annoying. He may not like nice people. And there's nothing that you can do about that. That's just not the dude for you. So you got to go find another dude. And I know that it starts to feel like, well, yeah, I'm just constantly finding new dudes. Stop fucking with dudes. That's really, if, if you're at the point where you feel like I'm just transitioning from short relationship to short relationship to short relationship, none of those are likely to turn into a long-term relationship. I don't think that most people bounce from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend every couple months and then find the right boyfriend. I think there's a reason why the relationships aren't lasting longer than that. I'm not saying that you're the reason. It is, I mean, I know you. I know who asked this question. I haven't dated you. I don't know what you're like as a girlfriend, but I know what you're like as a person, and I know what you look like. You shouldn't be having the problems that you're having. So it comes down to what I think is one of two things for, for your base question, right? Either you're doing something that these dudes can't stand that you only do when you consider yourself a girlfriend or how would I say that? You don't do it. That sounded like I was going to say more, but what I'm saying is like, you don't do annoying shit. You're not an annoying person. There's nothing that I've ever seen you do that would make a dude be like, holy fuck, I cannot be around this girl anymore. But I don't know you in the girlfriend sense. So if you are pushing these dudes to commit or pushing them to overdo shit for you, like things that a girlfriend would expect, like shower me with attention or gifts or praise. That's going to be a big reason why a lot of people would disappear on you. You got to chill. You got to let shit happen naturally. You can't push a dude to do shit 
that he doesn't want to do. And you don't want it from the dude if he's only doing it because you annoyed him to do it. Now, again, I'm not saying that that's what you're doing. But if you are doing that, you got to fucking stop. I imagine you being an attractive girl in her early 20s are going for attractive dudes in their early 20s. And that's the entire scenario. I don't need to say anything else besides that. That is the problem. Attractive dudes, even ugly, unattractive dudes in their early 20s are shitty boyfriends. They're shitty friends. They're shitty people. You're never going to get anywhere with that. That's why when people get married when they're 18, it rarely works out. That's why people get married in their fucking 40s and they're finally happy sometimes. I think you got to decide what you want in terms of shit that you can do that you can control. You have to decide for yourself. Do you just want to sleep with the hottest dudes you can find? Or do you want to search for a great boyfriend? There are great boyfriends that are very attractive dudes. But they're not common. And they're even less common from 18 to 30. You could let yourself be happy just knowing that you can go sleep with the hottest dude you want anytime you want. But if that's not what's making you happy and you want a relationship, either date someone 10 years older than you that you didn't meet at the gym or that didn't approach you at a gas station or some weird shit. Find somebody that you actually enjoy hanging out with. Find somebody that's a good friend and see if there's any sort of interest that direction. Chances are, even if it's a dude that's a good friend that you enjoy hanging out with, but he's 23, you're not going to be able to keep his attention. Most dudes in that age group, and I know that, well, I don't, I don't want to say too much, but I don't think anybody knows who you are. So I don't really know. You know, I don't want to out you on some shit. I don't want to, Hmm. Hmm. Most young, attractive men have girlfriends. They may sleep around on them, and they may be some of the people coming and trying to talk to you. I can't 
I don't like to say every or always, but a large portion of these dudes will test the waters with you to see if you're willing to be like a random hookup or a second girlfriend or, hey, maybe I like this girl more than I like my current girlfriend. Being the second girlfriend, you're almost always the more likely one to be passed over when shit hits the fan and his his first girlfriend finds out. The side chick is always the one, you know, not, not always... But you don't even want to put yourself in that position. And sometimes you don't know. And there's nothing you can do about that besides doing your homework. But there are definitely signs that like, oh, either this dude has a girlfriend or he doesn't care enough about hanging out with me to make free time for me. At that point, it doesn't matter if he has a girlfriend or if he just isn't making time for you. If he's not making time for you, it's because he doesn't want to. I find it very hard to believe that dudes wouldn't jump through hoops to find time to hang out with you. That's where the whole thing gets really confusing for your specific situation. I think that we need more information. Looking at it from just what I can see, it really is as simple as if the dude wanted to hang out with you, he would. If he wanted to hang out with you and he had a girlfriend... He would tell his girlfriend he was hanging out with his, with his boys that night, and he would come hang out with you instead. That wouldn't be hard for him to do. If he lived an hour away, he would drive to come see you. If he lived in the same town as you, there's no way living where we live that someone doesn't have time to hang out with you. If that's happening, you've already been ghosted before you got ghosted. I know that I talked to you before about being a guest on the podcast. And if you don't have to, you don't want to. But if you really wanted to dig into this, like you would have to. I mean, you don't have to do it on the podcast, right? But you could call me or something and we could discuss it. But you'd have to be open and honest and very straightforward about, like, how are you reacting in certain situations? Like, are you throwing a fit? Are you being a brat? I can't picture you being that way. But people often act very different around a dude that's a friend and a dude that they're romantically interested in. Because I'm talking to myself, I don't have anybody else to like bounce shit off of. I'm just going to start repeating myself and talking in circles. 
your number one issue is that you are dating attractive young men. It is very possible that you can find a good boyfriend inside an attractive young dude. But it's going to be one out of a thousand. So you going through dudes that don't seem to be interested in you is completely normal in this scenario. I guarantee you, if you're willing to date an eggbeard, I could find you a great boyfriend in two days. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to date them either. He'd be a great boyfriend. He's not going to be an attractive boyfriend. You're probably not going to want to sleep with him. But he would treat you right. You're looking for someone who will treat you right. Who also looks awesome. And that's a very rare thing. And most of those dudes are going to have girlfriends because they're good to women. Their girlfriends aren't going to let that go. So when you do find the one in a thousand dude that could be a good boyfriend and is attractive, you're also going to have to find the one in a thousand inside of that one in a thousand that doesn't already have a girlfriend. Or, and, or, it could be a combination you're doing something. You're, you're doing some shit that you shouldn't be doing. You're acting a certain way. I don't think that's what it is. But I can't say for sure. But if we talk about it more, I'm sure that we can get the shit figured out. So, I don't know. Let me know. I'll give you a bit of young male thought process. The only thing better than an attractive woman is another attractive woman. That's what they're thinking. You're another attractive woman. Then you become the attractive woman but then they see another attractive woman. It's all about variety. It's all about what they're in the mood for. It's all about who answers the phone first. I'm going to send out 10 texts. Who's going to get back to me? Three people got back to me. Like, okay, that's three girls that now think I want to hang out with them. I only have time to hang out with one. I'm going to pick the one that I think is the hottest. I'm going to pick the one that I think is the one that I'm in the mood for at the moment. Or I'm going to pick the one that does like the wildest, nastiest shit. And I'm going to just ignore the other two. I may have just asked you to hang out, but I also just asked, somebody else to hang out you both said yes but I was in the mood to hang out with the other one so I just don't respond to you it's shitty the hope is as these dudes grow older 
they learn that that isn't the way to attract an actual partner. And as these dudes get older, some of them want a serious relationship and a serious partner. And those dudes end up being decent dudes. But that's not all of them. I know plenty of dudes my age that still act like 20-year-old kids. You're looking for something that's really hard to find, and that's why you're having such a hard time finding it. If these dudes aren't running to you and giving you attention and trying to make you spend your time with them, you should be feeling like you're the one in charge. You should be feeling like these dudes are chasing you. I know that you like to chase the dude. But when you chase the dude they really don't give a shit about you. They already know that they got you. I know that that sounds like I'm telling you to like play a game. I'm not telling you to make dudes chase you. I'm not trying to make it sound that way. What I'm saying is the the dudes that you should be interested in are the dudes that are putting effort into getting you to go out with them not the other way around but after you know after you listen to this just message me or call me or whatever we'll figure out something it could be cool to talk about this shit on the podcast or I mean I'd like to help you regardless but all the infinite possibilities of why this could be happening. It's hard to narrow it down without being able to ask you, like, tell me about a situation. Tell me how you reacted to it. Tell me what you did. Tell me what he said. Tell me what you said. You kind of need that. But without that, I'm like 90% sure it's just the dude. I mean, it's always the dude when you're talking about this age group, this age range and this demographic of dude. Cause we're not talking about also to be clear, it's not just attractive dude. It's, it's the gym dude. The gym dude is the worst type of dude. You're making it hard on yourself with the type of dude that you're into. If that's what you like, you got to go with what you like. Don't change what you're into. Don't try to force yourself to be into something else, but accept that this shit is going to be really hard. I got one last thing to talk about. And then I wonder how many people are interested in just me talking to myself. Uh, I don't know. Let me know. Let me know if this was annoying as shit. Or if you kind of enjoyed it, I don't know. Please, please give me feedback. This shit takes me hours to do. It isn't just the hour that it takes to record it. There's a lot of other shit involved in this. When I hear from 
one of y'all that you like this specific thing or that specific thing. It really makes a difference. And it really lets me know what comes across good and what comes across not so good. So feedback is always appreciated. Just don't give me that YouTube quality feedback. I don't want any of that shit. Also, friend, it doesn't matter what the dudes are saying. The dudes will say anything. Go with your gut and how you think that they feel. Don't listen to the shit that they say. Because they will say anything that they need to say to get that prize. And once they get that prize, they don't have to say anything anymore. So they stop talking. Then two weeks later, they start talking again because they want a little nibble. And then what happens? They disappear again. Don't listen to them. I don't care what they say. Don't listen. Don't listen to a thing that a dude has to say until you can get him to sit and have an hour-long conversation with you where he's not annoyed by your questions. Unless you try to make him have that hour-long conversation every day. Right? Well, we got to move on. Thank you for your question. But now we're going to talk about turtles. I got a lot of shit to say about turtles, and you guys are going to listen to it. I mean, I don't, I can tell. I can tell who listens. I can't tell who listens for how long, but I can tell what percent of people listen. Most people finish it. But if you click off during this turtle shit, I'm going to know about it, and I'm going to find a way to find out who stopped listening and we're going to have a conversation about it and I'm going to record it and I'm going to make a fool out of you when everybody else listens to your excuse as to why you stopped listening during the turtle segment. We're going to have to start with a little bit of background, a little science lesson, especially if we got, a bunch of new Mennonite listeners. We gotta teach you some science first. Because I know you didn't get it in school. So when we classify animals and plants, we have this very intricate system that we use to specify what something is from you know the top all the way to the very specific subspecies at the bottom. So there's seven major levels from most broad to most specific. Each one is a step closer in specificity. So you've got the kingdom, the phylum, the class, the order, the family, the genus, and the species. And then under species, there's also subspecies and like sub subspecies. So to give you an idea of how broad something is, kingdom 
is plants or animals. And think like fucking fungus or some shit, right? But we're not getting into the fungus. Sometimes turtles grow fungus on their shells, but that's not what we're talking about today. If you want, we can do a whole podcast about turtle fungus later or just fungus in general. But for now, we're going to ignore the fungus. We're going to ignore the plants in general. But the, the kingdom, like that's it. If you think of something as generic as, well, is that a plant or an animal? You're talking about what kingdom does this living thing belong to? It's a plant or an animal. Kingdom animalia or kingdom plantae. That's it. That's all there is to it. If there's some science nerd out there, there is classification above kingdom. But that's really way far beyond. I'm not even trying to talk about something as broad as that. But, I mean, we can talk about it. So you would have your domain, which would be more broad than your kingdom, which basically separates you. Are you a bacteria with no nucleus or are you made of cells with a nucleus? Kind of where the domain splits. All reptiles, such as turtles, are going to have cells that contain the nucleus. If you don't know what a nucleus is, I mean, don't worry. This conversation isn't going to go over your head. I'm just going to talk about turtles. I'm just going to get to turtles first. And it's all going to make sense when you understand why I'm giving you all this background on shit that you don't really need to know. But back to the kingdom. You're an animal. That's your kingdom. A turtle is not a plant. So we can move on. I don't think anyone's going to argue with me that a turtle is an animal. When you drop from kingdom to phylum, you have chordates. Basically what that means is that you have a hollow backbone with a spinal cord. It's oversimplified, but that's basically what it means. You have a hollow dorsal vertebrae. After the phylum, you have the class. Turtles belong to the class Reptilia. What that means is that they are cold-blooded, and they are completely covered with scales, and that they have at least one lung. Those are your general traits of what makes something a reptile. I'll throw this in there for some of you. Cold-blooded means that they're not able to regulate their own body temperature. That's why you see snakes and lizards either hiding underground to cool off or laying out in the sun to heat up. They can do nothing with their own body temperature. It is completely dependent on their surroundings. That is a major characteristic of being a reptile, which reptiles aren't just reptiles because they are. Reptile is a class. It's a classification system. Reptilia. So our next rung down the ladder is the order. Not the order that something comes in, but the order 
that you belong to. So we're talking about turtles. Turtles are testudines. And basically what that means, well, technically what that means is there is a dorsal bony carapace and a ventral bony plastron. Basically, it means they got a fucking shell. They got a shell on the top and they got a shell on the bottom. The top shell is called a carapace. The bottom shell is called a plastron. It's not one piece. It's not hinged. They can't break free of it, but they are two specifically distinct pieces of their shell. And generally one is lightly colored and the, you know, the ventral is lightly colored and the dorsal is darker colored. Not always, but really not important. I just like to talk about turtles. But if you look at the class reptilia, that's where you got all your reptiles. It sounds stupid, but somebody's going to be confused. You got your snakes, you got your lizards, you got your turtles. When you drop down to the order, that's where you get turtles. Like now at Testudines, turtle. Now we got turtles. We got turtles, we got tortoises, sea turtles, all that shit. But it doesn't stop there because it's not just a turtle. I just gave you an example of a sea turtle. A sea turtle isn't a normal ass turtle. There's all kinds of turtles. So turtles that we're going to be talking about today belong to the family Amididae. Now, get this. What makes a turtle in the Amididae family, we're talking about family now in this classification system, lack of inframarginal scutes. I don't know what the fuck that is. I know the scutes are the plates on the plastron, but inframarginal, I don't know. But that's what makes you in this family of turtle compared to another inframarginal scutes, the shape and muscle attachment of the ilium and the shape of the eighth cervical vertebra. That's what makes this turtle different from other turtles. Every turtle in this family immediately is going to all have these characteristics. More importantly, and where I'm going with all of this, inside this family, you're going to have 25 different genus, which is our next step. So from the one family immediately, 25 genus, another more concise classification level. And under that, 85 species. 85 Different, biologically different, classificationally different, 85 kinds of turtles just in this family. And not to mention that that level family of the Amididae, there are 13 different families of turtles. This is just one of those 13, which gets split into 25 genus and then 85 species. 
the 25 and that 85 are just coming from the one of the 13. And again, more specifically, the genus that we're going to be talking about is the genus Trichemys. And that's a fancy word for sliders. I would imagine most of you have heard of turtles called sliders. The yellow-bellied slider, the red-eared slider. Those are the two that I'm going to focus on for this long-winded point that I'm going to try to make. It's not really a point. It's more of something to think about. So inside that genus of Trichemus, you have your species still, to be more specific, and then you have a subspecies under that species. So to finally get to the species of these turtles that we're talking about, the yellow-bellied slider and the red-eared slider, the two that I'm going to talk about and kind of compare, the yellow-bellied, its it's scientific name is Trichemys scripta scripta, and the red Eared slider is Trichemys scripta elegans. So that's where they finally put a difference there, is after the genus of scripta, the subspecies for the red-eared slider finally gets classified with elegans. Now, the reason I bring all this up, the red-eared slider is a yellow-bellied slider. If you don't know what I'm talking about, these are pet store turtles. So you go into the pet store and there's that little tiny turtle the size of like a silver dollar and it costs you like five bucks and it comes with a little plastic cage. You buy it and your kid has it for two weeks and then it dies. If you remember these, they're very classic normal turtle. And if you flip them over, both the yellow bellied and the red eared both have the yellow bellies. The red-eared slider is a yellow-bellied slider. But the name, red-eared, is because the red-eared slider has a little red line right where its ear is. The yellow-bellied slider has a little yellow line on its ear. So you'll hear people say yellow-eared slider a red-bellied slider, they all kind of get mixed and matched with the ears and the bellies because it's as stupid as shit in the first place that these are different turtles. One of them has a red mark on it. It's not a big red mark. It's maybe a centimeter or smaller, especially if we're talking about babies. These things don't get, I mean, these things don't get very big to start with. So identical turtles, almost identical geographic range, mostly like the larger Southeast and natively their ranges don't overlap, but in captivity, you can keep these dudes together. Um, They can mate together. A yellow-bellied slider and a red-eared slider 
can produce viable offspring. Yet, they are a different subspecies of turtle, a different subspecies of, of animal, just because one of them has a red mark on it. So, where I'm going with this is what's up with people? What's up with humans? There are no subspecies of Homo sapiens. Throughout history, when this idea has been brought up that, hey, we classify animals all the way down to, well, this one has a red mark and this one does not. It gets a separate name. It gets a separate subspecies. It is recognized as a different animal, even though they can coexist, even though they can breed with each other. So I kind of looked into it and people have proposed, hey, there are different subspecies. Some people have proposed that on the thought of race. Like, hey, a black dude and a white dude, a, a turtle with a red ear. Like, what's the difference? And one of the things I came across was there's not a lot of, there's not enough genetic diversity in humans. So on a genetic level, you know, uh, an Asian dude and a black dude aren't, aren't different genetically enough to make a case for that. But you're making a case for a turtle that's got a red mark on his head. You made cases for a bird that lives in the northern part of the state and a bird that lives in the southern part of the state. I can't give you an example, so I don't know shit about birds, but we've all heard, like, the northern owl and, like, the southern owl. They're the same fucking owl, but they're just being classified on where they live. Well, that one lives in the north. This one lives in the south. So I guess they're different. Why are they different? There are people that live in Europe, and there are people that live in America. Or should we be different subspecies based just on where we live? It's not like I'm trying to make a case that, hey, we should, like, dig into this. I can only imagine the shitstorm that would happen if science wanted to subspecies us based on physical appearance or based on race but another one of the arguments that I saw someone was trying to put a subspecies on an extinct homo sapiens which that's what we are we people are homo sapiens there were some homo sapiens that went extinct this guy just back in 2003 said, hey, these are Homo sapiens idol to. 
but the argument on that was that the skulls weren't distinctive enough to be determined as a new subspecies. So the skulls weren't different enough. But but the turtle, right? But but the owl, the owl that lives in the north, and the owl that lives in the south, and the turtle with the red mark, and the turtle with no red mark. You guys are fine labeling that shit. It's almost like no one wants to touch this shit just because it's people. Just because the thought of saying, hey, you know what? We're not really all the same. I'm not saying one's better. I'm not saying one's worse. Like, what's your favorite turtle? It doesn't mean it's better. It just means it's your favorite. That sounds like that could be taken really. <laughs> what's like, what's your favorite race? That's not really what I'm trying to get at. But it's just shut down as a discussion to try and further classify homo sapiens just because it's a sensitive subject. And science generally is the one place where you can go where they're kind of like, fuck your feelings. Like, we don't care how you feel about this. We don't care that you believe in God. We don't care that this discovery proves that everything you believe is wrong. We're going to come out with it and we're going to stand behind it because it's science. But when it comes to differentiation between humans, it's like, oh no. Like, I'm not going to touch that because the second that I start to say, yeah, you know, we are kind of different. There's birds that are called like, I don't know why I use birds when it's examples. There's animals that are called greater something, greater egret, and then like lesser egret, because one's bigger and one's smaller. That's the only fucking difference. But scientifically, they're classified differently. Because one's big and one's small. One's got a red mark or no red mark. One lives somewhere and one lives somewhere else. We have a wide variety of difference between humans. Where it gets kind of interesting to me. If you go to previous humans, not modern humans, not homo sapiens, but other previous human species that have died out. Those have tons of fucking subspecies. Nobody's scared of taking the old dead humans and labeling the shit out of them. Right here, uh, I got wiki pulled up for this. I got 15 different subspecies. Not species, right? Homo sapiens. This is Homo erectus, like the first human that started to stand upright. I got 15 different subspecies of that. Like, they're not humans. They're like Neanderthals, but they're not, well, they're not modern humans, but they're humans. They're our ancestors from way the fuck back. 
but no one has a problem arguing that there was a noticeable taxonomical difference between these different types of humans. And if you look at it real quick, it's almost all based on location, where they lived. I mean, I, I don't have a point here. I'm not necessarily saying, like, I don't think there's anything to gain from it. Like, like what would it change if we were to say, oh, okay, so we got, you know, this race or this group, and we're going to call them this. I mean, that's probably the exact reason why they don't do it. But it is done all the time. These are Asians. These are Hispanics. These are Eskimos. We're, we're labeling you as different from each other based on these characteristics. Science just won't admit that yes, there's a difference. And if the metric for different is I got a red ear or not a red ear or, you know, I'm a black rat snake. I'm a brown rat snake. We're the same snake. We're just different colors. So we're different subspecies. When I was in school, it was always taught that what differentiates species or subspecies was their ability or inability to mate and reproduce with each other. That's how I was always taught it. But, I mean, there are countless examples right here of the ability to successfully mate, but still a separation of classification. I'm sure that some of y'all listening are like, yes, but we're, we're human. We're all the same on the inside. And yeah, I'm not arguing that, but I would argue that like, well, so are the turtles. So, it's either got to go one way or the other if we're keeping everything fair. Give the turtles their shit back. Give the turtles their independence and their freedom from this. We don't have to label the shit out of everything that exists. And yeah, the turtle may not know. But are you saying that wrongs are only wrongs when... Someone knows that they're being wronged. Is that all that matters to you? Is if the party that it's affecting knows that it's happening or not? And think that there's a universal wrong that doesn't necessarily matter if the victim of the wrong knows it or not. It's still wrong. I just think it's kind of a weird stance for science to take that like they're so scared of it that they're not even going to touch it. So of course I wanted to know more. So the more I looked into it, like the more obvious the shit got. So if you believe in this and it's fine if you don't, but it's the truth, regardless of what you want to believe. 
I don't care what you believe. It's fine. 300,000 years ago, there were nine different human species. I'm not talking about subspecies now. I'm not classifying between the yellow and the red turtle. I'm just talking about the turtle in general. Nine different human species. The Neanderthals, Europe, Denisovans, Asia, Homo erectus, Indonesia, Rhodiensis, Africa, Naledi in South Africa, Luzonensis in the Philippines, Florian, Floriciensis, and then this is weird, right? At the end of this list, they say this is a the National Post. I think it's pulled from a National Geographic article. In China, the mysterious Red Deer Cave people. Red Deer Cave people. Or a species of humans. A species. Not, not a subspecies, but there was something different enough about Red Deer Cave people that warrants them to be a completely different species of human from anywhere else. And then by 10,000 years ago, they were all gone. So I guess they're not going to complain about it on Twitter. So it's safe. It's safe to call someone a red deer cave person when they're not around to defend themselves. A Chinese red deer cave person. They nitpicked the fuck out of these turtles. And they nitpicked the fuck out of former humans based on where they live. And they... But modern humans, we're all the same. There's, there's no difference. We're all the same. It's all the same. Don't you dare think that we're not all created equal. Don't you dare think there's any difference between you or somebody else. Now, are these people a different species from you? No. Are they a different subspecies from you? Like, no, I don't really think so. But I think the argument could be made if we're going to apply the same rules to turtles and every other existing animal. It should apply to us. We are animals. There is no difference. Give these turtles their freedom. Don't make them feel bad because their ears are red. They're just as valuable as any other turtle. This shit is how Skynet is going to start. This is going to be what happens. You're going to get self-aware turtles self-aware animals that see how humans are oppressing them and labeling them based solely on how they look and some shit's going to go down. And yeah, that's, that's a metaphor. Again, I'm not trying to 
push for anything here. I don't even have a stance on it in terms of should we or shouldn't we. There's just something to think about. Like, why don't we? Or, like, why should we? Just the fact that it's a thing that even exists to talk about or think about is interesting to me. It may not be to you, but it's my podcast. A red deer cave Chinaman. That's for you, David.